0: Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Monday, December 6th. The year's coming to an end, and uh, this is episode 133 of the Pineapple Couch. Uh, We're going to be talking about Hawkeye episodes 1 through 3 here today, so stay tuned. I'm going to be joined by Peter Gonzalez to talk all about it. If you like what you're listening to, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, as well as uh, subscribe or however that works on Apple Podcasts. Um, Peter, I'll start. I'll stop the ramble right now. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, it was nice to have a little bit of a break, but at the same time, we were fed with plenty of Marvel content to get us through that break.
0: Yeah, we do. I, I would say that the the starting gun in the race that is uh, this MCU content that we're going to be getting for about the next year and a half, and probably, hopefully, more than that, it's starting now. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems to be really heating up and Hawkeye starts it off a little, but when, when Spider-Man comes out, it's going to get pretty fucking hyped, I am sure. Um, so, Peter, we're talking about Hawkeye today, um, episodes one through three, and we're just going to talk about our biggest takeaways, things we like, things we don't like from the series so far. And then we'll transition into what we expect to see coming to finish off this show. So, Peter, I will have you start what is a, a takeaway that you've had from episodes one through three of Hawkeye? Because, wait, really quick. We're not going to just summarize what happened. If, you've, if you're listening to this, you've seen Hawkeye, so you should know what happens in episodes one through three. We'll reference stuff, but we're not going to give you a three-episode synopsis right now. We're just going to go into biggest takeaways. So, spoiler alert. Peter, go.
1: I think, spoiler I guess, spoiler alert, um... Jeremy Renner is phenomenal as Hawkeye. It's, yeah. Like, I think it's such a revelation of, like, well, again, what these shows are doing so well is they're taking the characters that have been part of the MCU fabric and just really saying there's so much more to them. I just, like, envision, you know, when Doctor Strange gets hit when his, like, body astral projects, like, you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. the vibe that I see this, this show. And I was actually watching, he had an interview on the Kelly Clarkson show, and he and I, I didn't know that he was... Like mm-hmm. as into this playing this role as he portrayed in the interview, like oh, really? he's like legit Tom Holland level. Like loves this character and this role. He always just seemed like too cool when I when I would see him in things. So I didn't know that he was actually massively passionate about this character. Yeah, and what he gets and how people perceive him and the whole role model aspect. So that just added like an extra layer of cool because in this show he is. So good. And the humor is just top tier Marvel.
0: Yeah, that um, I'll piggyback off your point. That's my biggest takeaway has been how electric uh, Jeremy Renner has been as Hawkeye. Um, it, it comes from, a, I think I like him for a few reasons. The first one I want to start with is the familiarity that he brings as one of the OG Avengers for the last 10 or so years. Uh, we don't have Iron Man anymore. We don't have Captain America. We haven't seen Thor yet. So having Hawkeye back, obviously we don't have Nastasha anymore, um, but having Clint back and getting to follow his story, continue on this journey with him, it just somehow makes it seem more important than for, say, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even though that's probably bigger. I knew that was coming, ladies and gentlemen, than I knew it was coming. It's probably a bigger deal, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because that's the mantle of Captain America. But I just care so much more about... Hawkeye, I guess, because of Jeremy Renner's performance. Like, I mean, if we're power ranking actors in Disney Plus shows for Marvel so far, I think he's number three with room to go up. I think you got to put Elizabeth Olsen one, Tom Hiddleston two. And then I think Hawkeye, he's right there with uh, Sylvie and maybe Paul Bettany's vision. But um, I think he's been tremendous. And another reason why he's been so tremendous, Peter, is that specific scene in episode three where And this is credit to Haley Steinfeld as well as Kate Bishop, where he's on the phone with his son and he can't hear him because his hearing aid is broken. And just that whole scene where Kate has to like translate it for him, but just the heartbreak that Hawkeye portrays and just, he's kind of like the common man. He's the one Avenger really who theoretically in this crazy world is relatable. And Seeing the way he has to deal with being a superhero, but really having real life consequences, compared to a guy like Thor, where he's from this magical kingdom, Hawkeye is a normal dude, and this is just a long way of saying Jeremy Renner. That scene was unbelievable. I'm I think so glad he's you, killing it.
1: You brought up that scene. I mean, episode three in general was easily one of my favorite episodes of a Disney Plus MCU show
0: yet. Absolutely. I Absolutely. think just.
1: But again, his performance specifically in it, the way that he's able to make Hawkeye, who like remind us that he is the relatable one, like you said. He is mm-hmm. the one who isn't a super-powered being, as he's talked about through all the movies. And you see glimmers of like the things that we saw, be it in Ultron or in Endgame, just little things that now they're more fleshed out here. And he's really able to shine in a way. And the character, because this character, obviously controversially for a lot of people, was the one people would have preferred had died instead of Natasha
0: in Endgame? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have a take on that. I kind of, I'm not. I'm if Clint died, I would have been sad, and I'm very sad Nat died. I don't. I'm not. I know there's a giant army online that is very upset that Nat died, and I would say it's fifty-fifty for me. I think both are great. Sorry, continue.
1: No, and to that point, I think this is really showing why he why he is supposed to stay and he's supposed to continue mm-hmm. in a way that his character we kind of haven't seen everything that there is to show i know one, it's about damn time and he has the family the family aspect mm-hmm. really like again goes back to the grounding the fact that we've got the Ronan echoes happening him losing his hearing there's a lot going on with this character
0: buying just first aid supplies at the liquor store or whatever like that's like i i like that little touch
1: and honestly, this is if if we were to go back to when we first started previewing that these shows were coming, and we go back to that episode, I'm pretty sure Hawkeye was not towards the top of our most anticipated, excited. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was easily above it, and yet I'm more satisfied and more hyped about this one than I was. I think
0: out. I had Hawkeye above Falcon and I don't, I don't I don't know. We'll have to. We'll go have to go and back and folks, check. Let
1: us know. Tweet us at the Pineapple Couch and let us That's know. That's probably which, just wh- how we see
0: bias because of my hatred for the uh, flag smashers. Um, so let's talk about Peter. Let's talk about Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld's performance in this. The first two episodes were a bit more focused on her than Clint, and that led to some negative reaction. And it's like, slow down, people. It's a TV show. It's not a movie, you're gonna get more. They're gonna tell the story. Um, I think she's brought a a, uni- a a good entertainment factor to this character. And uh, just kinda like the sarcasticness, the, the, the fun she has, I guess, while she's doing all this stuff. I think it plays off really well with Hawkeye. I think the scene where she's shooting um, arrows in the back of the car and they can't really communicate. But they're trying to. I think she does a really good job with that. And as far as like grading a a casting for the future of the MCU, I think she she's great. I think she'll be great for the next ten or so years. And um, I hope Clint can stay around. But I'm I'm impressed with uh, Kate Bishop so far. What's your take?
1: You know, definitely. I did notice the first couple episodes. The first two episodes are very. Kate Bishop heavy, and you really mm-hmm. are brought into her story again. And it also connects right away to Avengers One. And I think what really helps sell this character is, well, first of all, Hayley Steinfeld was an Oscar nominee at the age of fourteen. So I mean, when you're Jeez. that young and you're nominated for an Oscar, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the fact that I like. I think when we were texting. I kind of said to you, she's got that Tom Holland energy. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. You know that they are filling these shoes and want to do this role all the justice that they possibly can so that what she brings to it like you said it's that humor it's that it's not exactly like tom holland's spider-man but it's still mm-hmm. got that sense of familiarity where it's like okay i couldn't know this person and then you've got this fascinating dynamic with her family backstory yeah you have vera farmiga playing her mom who in my opinion is going to be a villain is that
0: yeah We'll contract. get to that, but yeah. I okay, guess yeah. so we'll
1: get to that. But again, it's just how what she brings to it when they're tied onto the rocking horse thingy toy. Uh, yeah,
0: you know. the carnival fucking Thank thing. Thank you.
1: And so, I again, that whole scene in episode three really sells it because... Yeah. And again, there's this vibe that she wants to be like Hawkeye. And she's really bringing him, humanizing him even more for us. And I don't think we've seen this dynamic of this in some sense, Peter and Tony kind of had it, but this is more more close. Like, I want you to teach me.
0: Yeah, I think um, one thing I thought of when you're going through that is, Kate Bishop is kind of a vehicle. She has other purposes in the show, obviously setting up her own character, but she's kind of like a vehicle or a proxy for the audience in a way to finally like recognize and give props and realize how fucking badass Hawkeye actually is. Like some of the shit he does, like though, when you think about how they open with the 2012 Avengers and they give us that context, when you think of the 2012 Avengers attack and I do, we're thinking about Loki, the Shatari, the Hulk doing crazy things, Iron Man, the nuke, blah, blah, blah. I liked how they focused in on Hawkeye there because what you realize is, holy shit, look what that guy is doing. And um, so I think it's an effective way they're using Kate Bishop as a way to be like, hey, this dude's been in front of your eyes this for the last 10 years and no one is appreciating him. And so we're going to have this character who is relatable appreciate him and the audience in return will. Does that make sense?
1: No, 100%. Because like you said, he's been here for so long. He's been here since Thor 1 when we saw mm-hmm. him up at the top of the S.H.I.E.L.D. complex getting ready to take the shot. So for us to have – and then again, what's interesting too is that a lot of us were a lot younger when we watched Avengers 1. So we yep. have that similar perspective. Growing well, all up of with us. These type of all world.
0: of us technically were younger when we watched Avengers One. I
1: guess <laughs> that's true. Technically, <laughs> <laughs> the majority of us. I'm sure there are yeah. some younger individuals. But again, and I think what's like you mentioned also, this is the future of the MCU, and in mm-hmm. a way that's interesting. It's her. It's going to be Elena, and you know, it's got again that dynamic is going to be really the successor to Clinton, Natasha, mm-hmm. where but there's going to be more animosity for sure.
0: Definitely going to start that way. You're
1: going to have that new perspective. I mean, if the trailers are to be believed, we're seeing Yelena fa- r- fairly soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there's no teases. way that masked figure with the yellow eyes is not her. That's like straight out of the comic books. Um, less eyes, though. Um, other character I want to get into before we go into what we think is going to happen here is the character of Echo. Maya Lopez, I believe, is her name. Um, and a very sad but effective way to introduce her so she is deaf and she has a prosthetic leg I don't know um they didn't really like was she born with that or did an accident happen I'm not really sure they didn't explain that um but she's an overall badass she's been trained she kicks ass she uh we get to see how her father dies basically working with the tracksuit mafia And then there is this uncle figure who is looking after her, which we will get into. But that's basically like I kind of skipped over some stuff. But Peter, what'd you think of Maya Lopez, the character of Echo? I mean, because obviously we're going to get a lot more of her. We didn't get everything by any stretch. And she's getting her own Disney Plus show. So
1: I think it was when the episode started, it was just very gripping. Like it just kind of like draws you in and you're kind of following along with this person's story. And Mm -hmm. again, it's such a testament to Marvel's way of making this inclusive i mean the actress that portrays her actually is deaf and actually does have a prosthetic leg so again yeah. you have all these very realistic people playing realistic characters what's as you were talking about the episode and she's also native american mm-hmm. as you were talking about that it makes it was fascinating to me that i don't think i wonder how this would have been received like back when mcu first started had you had characters like Kate bishop Yelena, Echo now at the forefront, Wanda, I don't, it's like they had, yeah, to, build they had to build all this the, street yeah. cred. And now, and now, even now people are kind of like, mm, do we really want to go for it? And I feel like those people are kind of getting left behind because it's like, this is the direction. The tent's wider of the heroes of the guests. Yeah,
0: okay, this is related, but kind of off. The way Maya Lopez Echo hates Clint's uh, hearing aid, so she's like more of the all natural, like, kind of daredevil type like I can I don't need to rely on technology there is a striking similar similarity to me of that and like her conveying that message to Clint and we'll see how that goes throughout this but it's kind of like this is a stretch but Ben Kenobi one Kenobi and Yoda teaching Luke like that is just such a nerd statement to say holy shit but I've never respected you more The lack of, like, because Luke just wants to fight with the lightsaber, rah, 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 rah. but it's, like, using the Force, the patience. I feel like there's a better example, but it's not coming to my head. But I do think that that will be a fascinating character arc if they take Clint down that to the point where I don't think they're going to have him go fully deaf, but the differences between how he relies on technology and she doesn't, I think something is going to happen again with that, I guess.
1: That was a, I don't think there could have been a better way to describe that. I think that was like the perfect way to describe that. And I think, as you said, it's going to come out further in the episode. They wouldn't have made such an emphasis on it if it's not going to yeah. play on later in the next three episodes. And I think the fact that this is how we were introduced to her in the sense that she, and she's obviously going to have an arc in this that bleeds into her own show. Mm. But now the audience is familiar and they will care more about this character because it's directly linked to another character So these Disney Plus shows are really setting things up in such an organic way of world building without making you feel like, oh, we're just doing this to do. It's like very comic book-esque, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like what they're doing. Um, So let's look look ahead now, Peter, um, and we'll go through the various things that need to be solved for this show to – be resolved i guess um well we mentioned the uncle of maya lopez um quick note i want to throw in about maya lopez echo i assumed by the end of this show she will not be seen as a villain um and i don't because I, I just i'm pretty sure about that i don't need to go too deep into that yet but i'm pretty sure about that
1: and i'm not mad about that you know how i know i'm not either that it's, she's
0: clearly kind of a pawn in some way i think um her uncle this is Kingpin, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting Kingpin in episode four. Um, so what we are to assume, Peter, is that when her dad died, Kingpin took her in and kind of raised her and helped her out. Or not raised her. She was old. She was pretty old at that point. But well, she, he has helped her out and been a part of her life. Um, it, I'm not really sure how much he actually cared about her dad. Kind of seems like he hung him out to dry. And, like, why couldn't they afford to go to the school of the deaf if they had Uncle fucking Kingpin? I don't know. But um, huge news that we're getting Kingpin. How do you think Kingpin is going to play into this other than being, like, because we both think he's the big bad of this show, right? Yes. So how, yeah. is, how are they going to do it?
1: There's going to be a connection to oh, the auction. Ron- to Ronan. To Ronan, the auction, yeah. the buyer of Stark Tower. It's.
0: So all you gonna... think it's? If I said Peter, I'm giving you a hundred dollars. Would you bet that the and you could choose Kingpin owns Avengers Tower or all the other options? Would you say Kingpin or would you put the hundred dollars on, like maybe Osborn, maybe the Fantastic Four? Are you feeling that confident that Avengers Tower is Kingpin? Because if you ask me, Peter, I might put that a hundred bucks on. Kingpin, we probably get good odds on that. Maybe plus one hundred sixty. Get one hundred sixty <laughs> back.
1: I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, uh, you know, we're always up to the end of the line. You know, we're gonna do it. So yeah, Kingpin, bottom of Endrew's tower. So yeah, you know, I followed you with, with, with this. So if we, we followed each other with all of mm-hmm. our theories. We've never differed on our theories. So of course, I will take that bet. I will believe that's it. Good. I will buckle it down. And I think that's how we tie in Kate Bishop in more entangled into the whole situation because obviously her mom's involved
0: in this oh yeah oh, yeah. Because so, oh yeah. just
1: I, the fact when the wardrobe of the villain looks like that if you've read comic books you know that's a villain like oh she's yeah. dressed like a villain there's no other way to put it like
0: mm-hmm. and okay. let's i mean let's talk about the weird family dynamic that so kate bishop weird. has going on first off one of one of these two things has to be true her dad is alive somewhere. Kate Bishop's dad, or her mom killed him,
1: right? I would venture to say that the mom killed him.
0: I'm going, going fool If dark. she
1: didn't, I think he's alive. Is he relevant to the future? The, I mean, I think
0: his. Future? I mean, for Kate, potentially. But isn't it
1: more tragic if she finds out that her mom killed her dad?
0: Yeah, and I think that is what I would favor. But I do think. There's a better chance that he's alive than he got killed by Chitari or a falling rock. I guess, is what I'm saying. But I do think his mom killed him, so well, we can just go on with that. But so the new dude, the J- Jack, right, the mustache yes. man that likes swords. So a quick comic book background on that dude. He trained Hawkeye basically in the comics. He's like the swordsman, and he's not. He's he's a good dude. I mean, so in this. I think that um, we kind of I don't think he's as bad as they're trying to make it seem like, do you?
1: So here's my what just as you said, that statement reminded Mm -hmm. me, here's my thought. I think he's the red herring that we're supposed to believe he's the one that killed the uncle. He's the big bad. But it's really the mom. Yeah, the mom's really the one.
0: So what's the relationship with the mom and Kingpin? Then is, it, um, is she whose daughter? Fuck. <laughs> that would be. That wild. would be. You know, I mean, they
1: have that hella
0: nice apartment. Which I well, mean, that was from Kate Bishop's father. How did he get all his money? as a thing that maybe could relate to Kingpin as well. Or one of them what? were related to. One of
1: them was related to Kingpin. There has to be that familial relation, which I think mm-hmm. would. Again, it really. If we're really betting down on cape bishop i think adding all these extra layers
0: yeah i'm i'm like so basically like what we think kingpin and how this will resolve is kingpin it's going to come out in one of the next two episodes the hawkeye was rounding people are going to find out that information because what do we know from the end of black widow that fucking the lady from seinfeld's ju Val. Whatever. Val. Valadina. She had basically evidence of Clint being Ronan. It was so, a picture of him as Ronan, was it? Yeah, it was in the Ronan suit. So what's going to happen is the Kingpins, the maybe Kate Bishop's mom's tied into this somehow, they're going to figure out that Clint was Ronan. It'll be, lead to an interesting conversation between him and Kate, obviously, and the, the Maya Echo, because he killed his, her father. Um, But it will be Kingpin coming for revenge against hawkeye and ronin for wiping out a lot of his probably his crime organization when he was Ronin, right
1: yeah I can, I can get on board with that i can get on board with
0: that i think that that's
1: and i think that when i think if that happens you know kate obviously leaves him when she finds out he's ronin but then she comes back in the third yeah. act to help him with but also i think that there has to be there's gonna be a third act moment with echo also where she kind of like wait i'm on the wrong side of this I need to switch sides. She's going to
0: have to forgive Hawkeye somehow. And so, well, how does uh, Yelena Belova play into this? I mean, I think we both assume she's going to I'm speaking for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Um, don't you think she's going to come in kind of hot in a way, like after Hawkeye? Because theoretically she would believe that he is responsible for Nat's death. And then she will come to their side. I just don't know how Clint is going to so quickly defuse the situation. Because if Yelena truly believes, like, this dude killed my sister, she's going to go kill him. Like, she's, she's going to go after him. So, how's he defuse that? You know what I mean? Because we think, I think they're going to team up in some way. Or is she just going to be a fucking minute cameo and gone? Is this uh, Don Cheadle and Falcon and Winter Soldier?
1: A lot of what you just said, I was going to echo back because obviously, when it comes to Marvel, our brain is pretty much the same.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I think that Disney Plus has shown and Marvel has shown that with three episodes to go, you can pack a hell of a lot into them and make it work. I don't They're, think because they can go to an
0: hour with these episodes, right? Like, there's yeah, no yeah. time limit on them. It seems it's kind of varies. No,
1: I think that because it is. I, I mean, look at the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, not the greatest example, but still an example of putting a lot of things happening into one episode. So I think she's not going to be a minute-long cameo. I think, if anything, she shows up at the end of an episode, similar to the door melage. I don't. I think it's going to be that kind of
0: okay. That's good show comparison. up and
1: then bleeds into the next episode. But I think they need. I think they know what their path is for Elena, and I think that's what's really, excuse me, unknown to the general audience but Kevin Feige obviously knows what her trajectory yeah. is. So if she's meant to have a bigger, a still growing period here, then I it's going to breathe a little bit more than just, I don't think it's a one in, it's like a minute long though. I think. Yeah, this, I hope so. I
0: hope and
1: so. I think almost does Kingpin, the one that's also pulling the string to get her hired to come over here, or is this a separate totally situation?
0: I think. Yelena Similar and to when the Dora
1: were coming for Zemo.
0: Yeah, I think it's a separate. Um, I don't think Kingpin is working with uh, Val. Val, I don't think so. I think they're separate. Um, one thing I have a question for you though is how does how does at the end of this series, like what what is Kate and her mother's relationship? We both think her mom's bad. I don't think they're gonna kill her. Is she gonna go to jail? Like what? Because what we. Three episodes left, and we still don't really have any idea of what the mom is doing bad. We, we we have suspicions. We don't know anything for sure, though. She runs a security company that obviously it has links to these gangs in some way. But how does this resolve itself? Because I've asked myself that question. I don't really have a—I usually have ideas for this. I don't.
1: So here's my—I'm swinging for fences left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we do. We paint in broad strokes here. Over the weekend, we both saw that um, Gwyneth Paltrow acted obli- uh, was oblivious to Hawkeye series happening.
0: Mm, I mean, you think she's doing that on purpose. I'm not ruling anything out with Gwyneth Paltrow, but I lean to agree with you.
1: And the reason I say this is—I be- allude to this is because there's the theory that she's going to be part of Armor Wars, in a sense. You know, we've talked about this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious where you're taking this. Cause so this my thought is twofold. I think—
1: Kate Bishop's mom lives on and becomes part of the issues with Armor Wars. She has a security company. I think that's part of how she stays. Justin Hammer, maybe? Mm -hmm. You know, I think, yeah, there's that connection. And I think Kate goes home with Pizza Dog and Clint for the holidays.
0: Okay, yes. Can I go on my, my, I gotta, this is the most important thing about this show, ladies and gentlemen. The most important character is Lucky the Pizza Dog. He is a good boy. Wait, do he... you go there,
1: what did you think of that theory? I love it. I love it. I'm all in. I'm, I'm all in. I'm sorry. Because the audience I'm... can't see that you're actually reacting in, like, enthusiastic yeah, yeah, theory. They're just podcast. like, he just brushed over the theory. Yeah, that's bad.
0: I think um, it would be cool as a stinger post-credit going off what you just said of maybe – she like uh Kate's mom isn't in jail or something, or she's like maybe she's communicating. It's a Justin Hammer post-credit scene. Where's their talk? Power broker. Or a power broker. I'm all in on that because I'm in on that. You wanna know why, Peter? Why because gonna- it would not make sense to kill her in this series? That just kind of seems like, oh. A oh, waste. Sh-
1: Especially a waste of a
0: high caliber actress, yeah. too. Like, it it's just not like- gonna. Kind of like, oh shit, you're gonna kill her off that quickly. So um let me though, if if I may, go to the most important thing about this series, the most important character, lucky the pizza dog. Um again, ladies and gentlemen, I did not just brush over Peter's point. I kind of did, but my it face, did. I was into it. You it gotta did. You, I did a little bit, and I apologize. But
1: no, but his face wasn't his face was into it, mm-hmm. his mind was at was with the dog. You the know?
0: dog, the good boy. And so here's the most important thing. <clears throat> Clint's going to make it home in time for Christmas, folks. We know he's going to do that. Whether it means like maybe he comes home at like midnight and he's like Santa. I think what happens is and that's a cr- interesting nugget by you to add Kate with it, because I think that I actually agree with that, with how the family dynamic for her might end on Christmas morning. Clint and Kate and Lucky the pizza dog are going to show up and surprise the family and it'll be, yay, Hawkeye made it home for Christmas. That is not the most important part of this theory. The most important part of this theory is that Lucky the Pizza Dog is going to stay with the Bartons. Because why are we going to—I know him and Kate Bishop have comic ties, and I appreciate the bond. But it is so fucked up if he gets to go visit this giant farm and gets to run out, run around on land, stretch his legs, and then he has to leave and go back to an apartment in New York. Fuck that. No. Lucky the Pete's dog needs his space and he is going to have that big yard and that is going to be the most important thing at the end of the show.
1: Just so the audience knows he has given this theory much thought and it's much so
0: important. Like, I think, think I woke about up to the a yard message size about
1: this theory like there was like it was legit something he has ruminated and thought over. And I don't disagree that the dog would be very happy and Clint's home.
0: So happy, situation. all the kids
1: think about it. And as you were talking about this, though, something occurred to me about his big home. And you know, we said maybe Kate goes home with him. Does Yelena go home for Christmas too? <clears throat> Aunt Yelena, is that the next? Wow,
0: I <laughs> choked on my coffee right there. But I was
1: hoping, I was hoping it would have that effect.
0: Yeah, I think that's whoa. I mean. If we are supposed to believe the connection that Nat and Clint had, best friends, you see how emotional he is whenever he thinks of her, then fuck yeah, Yelena should go home for Christmas and meet Clint's family. and Because re- Yelena at some point, how they're going to not, how she's not going to kill Clint, I think, will be something like her accusing him and him being like, what are you talking about? Like? Her realizing how Nat was his everything, his world, his best friend, and how it's killing him that he's alive. That message is going to have to be conveyed, right?
1: On that note, two notes to that. The first note is I think the little seeds we've been seeing throughout the series about Natasha hearing little things about her, seeing him talk about her, him allude to her in small ways, is going to play part of that. You know, coming together. Mm-hmm. God, I don't. That's a good idea, Peter. One hundred percent. Do not need it to be something as stupid as Batman vs. Superman reveal of like Martha mom name similar mom like I need it to be something that's like an earned stops her from killing him
0: it can't be something
1: like you know something they've they've got to sell it yeah it can't be and I don't think Marvel would do something as cheesy as
0: well I mean we saw Falcon in the Winter Soldier so I wouldn't count that out that was pretty bad that was just so bad thinking back man that was a shit show Flag Smashers. So bad. So bad. Have I
1: rewatched that show since then?
0: No. I have not. Have I rewatched the other ones? Yes. yes.
1: So You know, I, I think there's, this show is interesting, again, just to watch. Is because episode three, which is our midpoint to the c- series. And if we look at the other midpoints of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which did have a solid ending for the midpoint, if you recall. When. I can't. Her name is escaping John me.
0: John Walker. I thought
1: no I thought it was when the Dora Milaje show up when she when oh, that follows the little too. dot little I,
0: I was thinking when he lost his mind but that was like episode five I think. Episode,
1: yeah that was closer to the end but that's happened yep. there in WandaVision Wanda gave birth kicked Monica out of the hex in Loki mm-hmm. we had they were boarding the, the train or trying to board the they, trying to get the, 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 the world
0: train. destroying thing
1: yeah so, I think this was a solid...
0: I mean, this is up there with all those. I think that this one is, for me, it has the potential to jump to number one.
1: Number one show?
0: Yeah. I know. right? Because right now, it is firmly I I at know. number three. Firmly at number three. And if they handle the Kingpin, and they handle the Yelena, and they handle the... Uh, just the future of avengers tower this could jump to number 1 and you want to know a little other reason why this could jump to number 1 Peter the dog well that's not that yes but no there is an avenger who has been referenced twice in this show weirdly it is ant-man so
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: in the 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 rogers the musical right ant-man's in there and it's kind of a joke but they make a point to show him and then in this most recent episode we see the pym tech arrow that makes me believe that sometimes since endgame hawkeye has been in contact with hank pimp getting pym tech because like how else would he have that right he's not stealing it from him i do think there is a chance we see an ant-man character or something involved in this because of the connections to Pym tech, because I just think it's weird if they're going to they randomly make Ant-Man be at the Battle of New York. They have the Pym arrow shown. It's like we've never seen something like that. Where did you get that? I think there's connections here. Bada bing, bada boom.
1: The level of excitement that I got over this theory is just like, again,
0: this episode is and Young Avengers. Like that tie there, you know, with Cassie. This is
1: like peak nerd episode. Like our level of excitement for things is like, that's such a, I hadn't even thought about the potential to have an Ant-Man cast member cameo, but man, that would be good because you're right. And that arrow was such a pivotal arrow to the whole thing.
0: I mean, imagine if he had that in the end game battle. (laughs) Like, I mean, like that's not a thing that he just never used. That thing is crazy. That thing could have taken out like a Chitauri spaceship theoretically. How big it is, yeah. If it was well-paced, so I that's gotta be new, is my take. And so maybe Hank Pym is the one who cameos, I don't know, but I think I'd be down with that. I would too, I think that'd be badass. Michael, and I Douglas, think this right? one
1: feels the most connected to the world of MCU compared to the others. And I think so, as you were talking about how this may be your number one, I think what sells. WandaVision for me is my number one up to this point is the emotional aspects of it. Yeah. That aspect. Loki is such an instrumental show to the MCU multiversal stuff. But this one is one that I think is the most rewatchable. It's the most MCU. It just feels... I wasn't going to stay up to watch the two episodes at midnight, and I was going to just watch one, and I watched both of them when they came out. Like I wasn't. I was like, this is actually like I'm in more into this than I should be. And the fact mm-hmm. that we we're just unpacking what could potentially happen in this show in a way that hasn't been done on this show since Wandavision or Loki. I mean, Wandavision was the most. That was our first one. But then Loki, we yeah. Didn't Wandavision
0: just there's so many theories. Like that was that's one of the reasons Wandavision. Like I sometimes say, maybe it was the best just because of the the how much people but were talking about. then you
1: about. see the potential Funko Pop figures and you
0: die yeah, a little. Well, yeah, The WandaVision has some problems, but it's good. And Loki, while it's very good, there is a part of Hawkeye, like you were mentioning, that is going to be more rewatchable. And them making it a Christmas time thing is so smart. I'm going to watch this every Christmas for the rest of my life. Smart.
1: 100%. And again, it has that urgency that he has to get back for Christmas. Yeah, He's he better, better
0: bring the damn dog that dog needs to stretch his legs i'm gonna die on that hill um okay let's think uh what what else we got with how uh, okay let's go to this because we're almost at like 40 minutes here what give me a post credit scene for hawkeye when does this take place in the timeline no way home before no way home no like so like let's say it was the the summer when peters went on that trip and far from home and then he gets back and it's like august or some shit and so then i would say that this is happening in so four or five months after that so this might be right after no way home is what i would guess or maybe not i don't fucking know they make it so goddamn confusing
1: let me look up the timeline real fast while i look up the timeline did you see it this is the least watched premiere of an mcu show
0: yeah it's because they dropped it on freaking thanksgiving week i don't like that's such an obvious like i'm not mad they did that at all but it's just like even i like i had shit going on i couldn't watch the premieres like so i watched it the next morning and it's just i think that that has to be factored in because people aren't I don't know. Is you're not in your normal routine during the holidays. And I think that's like a show like Hawkeye benefits from being in your normal routine. And on Thanksgiving, are you gonna really squeeze? I think if Loki came out that week too, or WandaVision, it's like, oh, when am I gonna be able to do this with all the stuff going on? So I I'm not too worried about that. And I frankly don't care. I I hope I like Hawkeye, it's great, and everyone else is fucking stupid. <laughs> Thank you. That was exactly what needed to be said. So this
1: show takes place early, late 20... No, this place takes place Christmas of 2024. Is the...
0: What I'm finding online. That's that's uh, because of the five-year time jump. That's like right right after No Way Home, right around. So we're in this area. I don't think it's going to tie into No Way Home, to be honest.
1: So I think it ties into post credit scene. We see roadie talking with pepper or roadie and morgan similar to um hank and hope no Mm -hmm. not Hope. that's the daughter's name yeah it's his daughter hope when he's showing her the suit in that post credit yeah so he's showing her something that tony left Mm -hmm. her
0: i think i'll i'll throw the one we kind of talked about earlier the Justin Hammer talking with Kate Bishop's mom. I think that could be something to set up Armor Wars, and then um, I think the other one we'll get to. One will set up Armor Wars, and then the other one will establish Kate Bishop's future in the MCU, which I think could be the introduction of her to Hope.
1: Maybe we don't get a post-credit scene.
0: They're too addicted to post-credit scenes. They're not going to not do it. Loki
1: didn't have one, did it?
0: It didn't. No, it didn't. Didn't it? Yeah, like when everything went to shit. Like, and he gets back and...
1: That doesn't really count as a post-credits,
0: though. I'm pretty sure Loki had a post-credits scene.
1: That's still in the fabric of the show.
0: Oh, the... I'm pretty sure the post-credits scene of Loki no, with him there was him coming... No, no
1: actual Loki post-credits scene.
0: That's some bullshit. They should have changed that. God damn it. Wow. Well, give us post-credits scenes for this, then. Damn it, it's Hawkeye. You want to get the numbers up? Give us a post credit scene. scene. Oh, shit.
1: Or is it a sh- Oh, Echo. Scene? Or is it
0: Echo? Echo and Daredevil, maybe. Maybe. She. How would they do She Hulk, though? When, I, I feel like one's got to be for Kate Bishop. And then the other one. Or is it
1: Yelena? Yeah, there's so many goddamn options. Is Yelena going to Wakanda?
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to go
1: find um, Bucky?
0: Why would she be going after Bucky?
1: Or go maybe Bucky's... Val's putting him go after to go after Bucky. Or maybe maybe
0: Val's the post-credit.
1: Val's the post-credit scene? There are so many possibilities that... Had you told us there were going to be possibilities for post-credit scene after Hawkeye, we would have said...
0: Would Val no. recruit Echo?
1: That's a possibility. Unless we're seeing a redemption arc.
0: Yeah. But I mean, necessarily, Val's not recruiting bad people. Like, think about it. Yelena, not necessarily bad. And then we can talk all the shit we want about John Walker. He's not necessarily a ba- he yes, he fucked up, but I don't think he's evil. And um one thing I will say is I've shat on that show so much. That John Walker was very, very good. Like I'm not saying I'm a giant John Walker fan. I'm just saying like the acting and the way that performed, like that was the best part of that show, probably. And, Looking back on it, but we don't need to get into that. Um, Anything else on episodes one through three, and like what to expect? Oh well, I should say we're expecting to see Kate Bishop in the third Ant Man, along with Modoc and Kang. That's my movie's gonna be fucking crazy. What the heck, Ant Man three is gonna be like? It
1: it seems like such a you know, it's Ant Man three. Not gonna be super detrimental to the to the order of life. And now they're like, nope, we're putting all these people in here. To make stuff happen.
0: I mean, it might be the or it might be the biggest jump in like a franchise going from one movie being better than the other outside of from Dark World to Ragnarok. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second one was so bad, and then it's like it was all of a sudden a the third one's like movie. incredibly was, like, relevant and like yeah, it was a film. I
1: I think they're realizing too that the that everything has to be more relevant. Like
0: yeah, you because... can't do the one-offs. That Eternals, I think, probably got hit with that a little.
1: Well, I was reading this morning that Eternals is already set, is setting up um, the Dane... What's the last
0: name? Whitman, the most important Whitman. part of that movie. Thank God. Disney
1: Plus series. And setting up Eternals 2. And I guess they did something in there that sets them up perfectly for what's to come. As far as the plan goes. Similar to Shang-Chi already being in development for the sequel. And the Disney Plus show. Which, if rumors are to be believed, will be about the sister... Which mm-hmm. would make sense to have Sharon Carter Power Broker show up there. Val, maybe. Maybe, maybe Elena shows up there. Yeah. And I think we are going to get more Power Broker based on how much they are banking on all these characters.
0: Yeah. I'll, let's end it with this uh, theory I'll throw at you. What if uh, at the end of Eternals, Icarus didn't kill himself by flying into the sun? He was trying to absorb the power of the sun so he could take out a Celestial. Boom.
1: Wasn't he going to become Galacticus or something like that?
0: That's a theory. I don't know. Or like, no, there's no way he's going to become that.
1: I think that was either he becomes a bigger bad or he becomes redeemed of sorts.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't think either of us think he's dead.
1: No, I don't think you have too big of an any of those people that are in that movie are dead. Maybe
0: because they can't die, which is the other thing that's stupid about that movie. Sorry they're eternal but I'm all right Peter the next time we talk will be next week we'll talk about episode four of Hawkeye we also preview Spider-Man no way home nine days away people nine days till we'll get to see Spider-Man no way home I will say this at this point we've gotten this far I think it's a it's time for we're, we're not gonna do any spoilers next week on it. We're just gonna talk about what we hope can happen because we're we've made it this far, folks. I can't wait. Um I can't wait. This is gonna be this has a chance to be the best Marvel movie ever. It really does, and that's a crazy thing to say. I think of there's like 25 of them. Um Peter, a pleasure, my friend. Always. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been episode 133. Have a great week. God bless and all that other fun stuff. We'll see you next time.